This reminds me of my first experience in radio was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not waking Braves. We're breaking waves. Breaking waves? Breaking waves. Breaking waves. Happy Monday evening, everyone. You're listening to Breaking Waves with... Just Seth and Ollie this week. The boys have been let on the loose. Yes, that is right. It's just you and me on tonight, Ollie. Uh, hopefully, we managed to stay on track without Alex here to keep us in line. What's coming up on the show? Well, there's major news that one of the worst planned music festivals ever might be making a return for a second attempt. We'll give you the rundown and a festival top tips list if you're attending one soon. Plus, Ollie and I will be doing a rapid round of a fun game, revealing our favourites on certain topics. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> it's going to be a good show, guys. So strap in and let's kick it off with our first song. It's Peking Duck and Darren Hayes with I Want You playing now on Eastside 89.7. Anytime I need to see your face, it just close my eyes And I am taken to a place where a crystal mind I'm against the feeling, sick of touching in the base of my spine Sweet like a chicken cherry cola I don't need to try to explain it, just so don't doubt And if it happens again, I'm a move so silent To the arms and the lips and the face of the human cannibal I need to, I want to I Come stand a little bit closer Breathe in and get a bit higher You'll never know what hits you when I get to you Peking Dark with their fresh hit with Darren Hayes, I Want You, on Eastside A9.7. Now, 
We've got the news today. Well, news came out past this week that uh, one of the worst planned music festivals might be making a return. If you haven't heard of it already, Fire Festival. Does that ring a bell, Ollie? It does ring a bell. It's taking me back to, I think it was, what, 2018? I think it was, It all yeah. kicked off. It was a disaster. It, if, you don't, if you don't know what Fire Festival was, I'll just give you a quick rundown. It was meant to be a massive festival on a private island that was promoted as like this A-list celebrity Hollywood-style festival with top-class acts. Mm and was promoted using some of the hottest models around the world. I'm pretty sure Emily it was part of it. Yeah, Emrata was part of it. Kendall Jenner, Hayley Baldwin, Bella Hadid. It was basically touted touted as this luxurious escape getaway. Everyone wanted to go, and then it never really ended up being. Because all that promotion was pretty much a facade. It was so poorly planned. No one knew what they were doing. The two co-sort of like owners or runners of the festival, uh, a guy called Billy McFarland um, and Ja Rule. The rapper. The, the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> very, very random. <laughs> I think he was there just having a party, but he was. Ba- they basically scammed investors for money to fund the festival. So instead mm. of luxury villas, they got the visitors got tents. The tents weren't even set up. People arrived and wedding for ages. There, there was no running water. It was nothing. Complete disaster. No, not even any food. There's no food yeah. for anyone there either. And everyone's luggage came late, and there was no like tags for your luggage. You just had to find the bag that that you brought. Yeah. And long story short, Billy was arrested for fraud and spent six years in prison. And now that he's out, he wants to try again. Imagine, that's like a murderer going to jail for seven years for murder and then coming out and going, oh, where's a knife? Why, why? <laughs> like, just, don't, you don't just do that. It's so random. And uh, he owes over $26 million oh, to investors, which is just, I mean, imagine, again, coming out of jail. And going, you know what? Oh, now I've got to restart and get $26 million oh, no. again. How, how is he going to start that up? He's probably going to scam more But then people. again, on the flip side, you could argue that, like, is he going to, like, is he going to, is, um, is it going to happen again? Like, surely he's learned his lesson. Maybe he's actually, this is his redemption. I don't know. Because he tweeted it out. Basically, how we got news of Fire Festival 2 coming back is mm-hmm. he tweeted going, Fire Festival 2 is coming back. Who wants to be part of it? Uh, let us know why you should come. And people just responded being like, I would rather you pay me not to come to that festival <laughs> than actually go. <laughs> like, as, and then someone was like, oh, I'll bring some food this time, guys, so don't worry. <laughs> and I think the interesting thing about this particular case was, I mean, it happened in 2017, and then two years later, Netflix did a massive documentary about mm. it called Fire, which is, I guess, how a lot of people found out about it. But that documentary is what actually brought a lot of that lawsuit to fruition. Like, a lot of stuff was realised after that Netflix um, documentary and all of the interviews and stuff. So I think that'll be interesting to see how it all unravels. Yeah, what I think was funny was that Billy got in so much trouble and then Jar just, like, escaped yeah, and didn't, didn't get any I don't even, it. like, has anyone heard from him since? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've heard from him since, like, But, like, like it, wasn't even just, it wasn't even just Billy. Like, all those celebrities that were involved with the marketing, the companies that were involved with, like, the promotions. Like, mm. Kendall Jenner had to pay, I think it was $140,000 afterwards because of the contribution <laughs> that her uh, promotion did to the to be fair, hundred forty thousand dollars to, Ken, to, to Kendall Jenner. It's like Jenner. dropping a twenty cent coin. Yeah, <laughs> it's like me losing a, a, a dollar or something. Um, I, I was going to ask though, if you were online at that time and they you saw like Fire Festa was being promoted, would you have gone know it? Like if you didn't know how it would turned out, I think so because I think yeah. what festivals do is they really just try and draw you in because mm. they promise this whole experience. I mean, a festival, music festival, aside from the music, it's an experience. And that's what this particular festival did so well. Like, it did promote this amazing, luxurious escape. You're in an island, there's celebrities, there's music, there's, like, 
You know, the whole shebang. I would have fallen definitely victim. I would have been like, I want to go there. Like, I probably yeah. couldn't have afforded but it at the time. You wouldn't have 16, thought, like, oh, it's too good to be true. That's what I was thinking mm. when I was watching the documentary. I was thinking, yeah, that seems way too good to be true. And there was no photos being posted yeah, about, like, that's true. the stuff. A lot of the stuff was stock images or, mm. like, stuff. And then they actually weren't... What the thing was, was the infrastructure wasn't even ready to go months before. But they were, like, posting, like, photoshopped photos of like what yeah. the accommodation is going to look like when actually the accommodation hadn't even been built yet proper scammy stuff yeah. and if you so if you are thinking of going to fire festival 2 <laughs> i would seriously suggest booking an appointment with a psychologist or something <laughs> uh, because you're stupid <laughs> <laughs> but if you do go make sure you bring your own like two minute noodles or something yeah. you can't guarantee there's going to be any food but there's loads of festivals actually coming up uh, in australia happening very recently mm-hmm. i think splendor is probably the most recent one that's coming up and ollie you're a massive like an avid festival goer. You love a cheeky festival. I do love a cheeky festival. And yeah, you're right. After COVID especially, all the big music festivals have come back bigger and better than ever in Australia. Mm. We've just had the summer where we had heaps of festivals. We had Festival X. We had um, Lost Paradise. Yes. Uh, Falls Festival up in Byron. There's a heap of festivals that have happened over the summer. And we've been able to get some of those bigger artists and bigger bands down under now. That are, there, are, there, are there cows at Groove in the Moon? Is that, no, but like, is a, like, is that why Probably it's in cool? the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't actually know. I think it's just called Groove in the Moon because you're in Farmland. <laughs> but, um, it's so random. There are heaps coming up. And I think as well, with more and more festivals coming up, the news articles and the media always turns to, you know, the same sort of topics. People are dying from overdoses mm. and obviously pill testing as well. Um, so we're going to get into that next. Plus, I'm going to talk about how festivals have changed over the time as well. That's coming up. And I'd also like to know your top tips for going to festivals. As someone who doesn't like them, maybe you can convince me to actually go oh, to a I'll festival. I'll try my best. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to kick it off right back into the music with Less Than Zero by The Weeknd. Remember I was your hero
the weekend, less than zero. Coincidentally, the same amount of listeners I think we're having now that Alex isn't here, Seth. Um, you're on Eastside 89.7, and right now we're chatting about music festivals, pill testing. New South Wales is still continuing to reject pill testing despite all the deadly consequences. Earlier this year, Queensland was the first state in Australia to introduce pill testing at music festivals, which is obviously like an, in an effort to reduce drug deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people turn the nose up at pill testings and say, you know, maybe it encourages people to take drugs. But I think people need to understand that at music festivals, people are going to be taking drugs. You should be doing what you, as a government, they should be doing what they need to do to help reduce that harm and allow people who are going to be taking these drugs to test and make sure that the drugs they're taking are safe. So at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to completely reduce the people taking the drugs at Mm. the festival. That's not going to happen. People are going to still find a way. So as long as the government can admit that and accept that, I think having pill testing is making it safer because at least then... And at least then they know it's safe and they're not laced with anything like or like dark magic or whatever. Yeah, no, exactly right. You want to know what you're going to be putting into your body. It's the same with alcohol. You want to know how much alcohol content, you want to know what you're drinking. Exactly. It's the same thing. Um, But yeah, so that's a massive conversation. It's been a conversation for a couple of years now, especially here in New, New South Wales. Um, There was talks about pill testing being introduced, but it still hasn't, there's, nothing's been done about it. I mean, every year around the festival season, there's more and more deaths, more and more hospital visits. So I guess... The conversation continues to go on, but I think there definitely needs to be something more implemented about reducing that harm of people having fun because people are just at music festivals to have fun exactly. with their friends. And look, we're definitely not advocating the use of, no. of taking drugs. If you can go to a festival without them, go for it. Yeah, it's much, much safer. Well, Seth, uh, you want to go to a festival. I'm going to convince you. These are my top tips okay, go on to then. heading to a festival. And obviously, festivals can be different. You can go to a one-dayer. You can go to a four-dayer. Mm. Um, so we want to give you some tips that if you are heading to a festival or you're thinking about heading to a festival, you can make sure you enjoy yourself. Um, but most importantly, not just enjoy your experience, but be safe as well. Yeah. So I think my first tip would be <laughs> bring a portable charger. Okay. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, you really want to make sure, I mean, especially the ones when you're camping three days, four days, mm. you haven't got electricity. You want to make sure you've got your phone because you want to be able to contact your friends. Mm. You want to be able to take photos, videos, um, encapsulate those memories and moments. Um, so bring a portable charger. There's nothing worse than being in the mosh surrounded by like thousands of people. It's dark. Your phone's dead. You don't know where your friends are. You can't you pay to, for your food. What do you want to like, live in the moment? I mean, I get that you want to live in the moment, but then <laughs> my argument is that you can live in the moment and then relive the moment whenever okay. you're on the toilet, like 12 months later, and you're just going through your photos. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, bring a phone charger. Bring some good shoes because, I mean, we heard last year Splendor in the Grass basically became Splendor in the Mud. Mm. People were in Wellington boots. So you want to make sure you've got a good pair of shoes that aren't going to be uncomfortable after hours and hours of just like... Doof, doof. Would you recommend packing a... a- bunch of different pairs of shoes for each different terrain <laughs> <laughs> well if you go into one of those like multiple day ones probably yeah okay. i mean definitely bring some good clothes i mean you want to have a good festival outfit as well yeah. um if you're camping bring some good food i went to a festival a couple of years ago it was a peak of summer i was like oh i'll be good i'll bring some wraps and like some i don't know almonds oh and lovely like, three days in the food there at festivals is also so expensive you're spending like $20 on a hot dog so that's not very good so you want to bring like fruit you want to bring lots of water you want to bring food that's going to keep you sustained because you're there in the heat in the sun moving your body having fun you want to make sure that you're you know that was a nice little rhyme there yeah I know. You know that Dr. Up. Zeus watch out um, <laughs> Dr. Zeus that's the god you idiot <laughs> no it's not Dr. Zeus oh you said Zeus though did I oh anyway <laughs> green eggs and ham um, bum bags as well like okay. I love a bum bag as weird as that sounds you can pop everything in there you've got your I think phone. you like those two things separately though <laughs> 
you've got your phone, your charger, you've got, you know, if you want to have your, a bottle of water, always essential when you're out in the mosh pit. Mm. Um, so having a bum bag there keeps everything together and then you don't worry about losing stuff. There's nothing worse than um, having, you know, your wallet in your pocket. You're moving around, you're dancing, you're on someone's shoulder and then, oh. And boom, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. And then you check your account the next day and someone spent it on those $20 Where is my dogs. flybys card? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing they took. Um, <laughs> Where is my loyalty card for the cafe that I go to? <laughs> so yeah, just make sure, you know, you're staying safe. Safety numbers as well. If you're at a festival, make sure you're always with a friend because you can get lost. Sometimes as well, there's not much phone service. Um, some of these bigger festivals and there's so many people, there's no internet service. So you want to make sure you're always with someone so you don't get lost and um, away from the group. Is there a certain way to wear the bum bag? Do you wear it around the shoulder or do you wear it around the waist? It depends how cool you are. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because if you <laughs> no, wear it around the waist, you look like a bit of a dweeb. Yeah, you, you want to wear it like around, like a crossbody bag. That's so you've it. got like easy access. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, nice. And also, if you have it behind you, you're more likely to get someone pickpocketing ah, you. Um, but we're going to talk about now the changing face of music festivals. Okay. So, Seth, you say you haven't been to many... You went to Listen Out last year. I went, yeah, I went to Listen Out. That was it. That was a one-dayer. Yeah. And that, that was actually okay. Yeah, no, that, that was a good one. That's a mm. one-dayer. That's very... There's like all types of different music festivals and I think there's this huge stigma attached to music festivals obviously with all this chat about drugs and pill testing and alcohol that um, I think over time has become less and less true so people do see them as like you know oh people just die in music festivals they're just like degenerates going to have fun mm. young people going crazy but actually many major festivals here in Australia and also around the world are actually moving their focus they're becoming increasingly family orientated all encompassing with focus on foods art other kinds of music circus you know like proper stuff like that so you can you can bring your whole family you can bring kids so i think that's great but i could not think of anything worse than bringing your kid to a music festival because firstly kids they can suck sometimes they really can and having to watch your kid <laughs> while he's wandering around and running off and going to meet other band members while you're all just trying to enjoy the time yeah. and he's just run off everywhere that's stressful and especially since the festival where they do it like Groove in the Moo in a huge paddock basically yeah. your kid's going to end up in the farm <laughs> <laughs> with the sheep with the sheep like no. it's uh, and you know most of the festivals yeah. that we've talked about are over 18 no yeah no some of those obviously like the hard style music festivals are over 18 but it's like the it's the, I mean we had Blue, Byron Bay Blues Fest just a couple of weeks ago that's a prime example of like you know the crowd was young families bringing their kids mm. up for the Easter holidays that was like different kind of music we've got Glastonbury one of the biggest festivals in the world is so family oriented yeah okay. there's all sorts of different activities to get the kids involved in um, you have a lot of like the artists performing there are quite family like you've got Ed Sheeran like those safe artists yeah, everyone yeah. loves okay. so I think it's good I think we're trying to move the conversation away from music festivals being just like a cesspit of just stupidity and drugs I think they and could make it like they could do a mix I reckon mm. I think if you have it during the day you have your families come in you have those family friendly artists have it in the day kids are having a good time with yeah. the sun and everything and then as the sun goes down the night then you have more that you have the, the over 18 parties yeah, and, and stuff big, like that and the big like dancing, event yeah. yeah no that's a good point but also do your research about the other like the festivals and events that are happening around you that you take your family to because mm. there's nothing worse than rocking up to a festival realizing it's defcon or something <laughs> like that and your kids starting to <laughs> hack in the, in the in the corner that would be very abandon very abandon the child if he starts doing that um but no yeah as we say guys if you are heading to a festival think of heading to a festival be safe mm, of course. enjoy yourself get a group 
good group of friends. I think the most fun part of some of these festivals is actually like getting there, like the road trip there. You're blasting the music. Oh, yeah, the road trip. <laughs> and playing, then the road... The, playing the guitar in the car, <laughs> feet up on the dash. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, uh, coming up next, although me and Seth are great friends, we haven't really known what our favorite smell or favorite it's color the, it's, it's the one thing things that's, that that's keeping me awake is not knowing your favorite smell, Ollie. Well, I'm going to reveal it next. Thank don't God. go anywhere, guys. You're on Eastside 89.7. This is You're the Voice by Mashton Kutcher. We have a chance to turn the pages over. We can write what we want to write. We got to make it speak before we get much older. Fresh one from Aussie DJ Mashton Kutcher. You're on Eastside FM, and right now we are talking all things favourites. Mm, yes, Alex just banged the, <laughs> the side of the producer desk. That's right. Yeah, if you hadn't noticed, Alex actually is in the studio today with us, but she's um, she's producing, keeping an eye on us. And we're going to talk about our favourite things. Uh, it's a little cheeky debate because Alex is not one of them. <laughs> all right, let's kick it off. We um want to know favourite movie. It's a high one. I think I'm going to embarrass myself because I really like I really like cartoons. I'm a big fan yeah, of I like, was going to say The Lion King. Oh, really? Okay. No, that's a, that's a, uh, interesting. <laughs> Why The Lion King? No. <laughs> yeah, no. That's a good no, it's a good movie about good values and it has good songs. So now I feel a bit stupid about saying my one because I think my favourite movie of all time is Ice Age 3. 
Yeah, let's like, move on. Like, oh, <laughs> favorite artist, Vincent Van Gogh. No, you idiots. <laughs> you stupid I'm not, idiots. I'm kidding. Mine would have to be probably <laughs> as basic as it sounds, Calvin Harris. Calvin, okay. I just, every time I hear a Calvin Harris song, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Or Dua Lipa. Oh, I like a bit of Dua. I could do a Dua. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think I'm my favorite artist is The Weeknd. Which oh, is hands nice. by we play him today. I can't really say much about him. He's just he's a freak. That's my favorite time of the week. Coincidence. No, no. <laughs> so favorite color. Black. Black. Mine will be blue. Oh, you're blue. Yeah, oh, you're wearing blue today. I'm yeah. wearing everything blue. Blue, blue, blue. And my eyes are blue. Oh, okay. All right. Move on. Okay. Now for an interesting one. Your favorite favorites. So your favorite favorites chocolate. You okay. know a box of favorites. What's yeah. Your, what would you go to? Mate, I I'm pretty basic, but the the dairy milk caramel. Oh. Yeah. I love it. Mm. It's nice and easy. Boring. What's your one then? I go for the the crunchy, bit of honeycomb. Uh, um, I, yeah, fair enough. It's, right. al- it's always the moros and the Turkish delights left at the end of the box, and the dreams. Yeah, yeah. and the cherry ripes. Yeah, no one likes a cherry ripe. Absolutely not. What was your favorite year of your life so far? Two thousand and sixteen. Why? I think twenty sixteen just had such a good. There was great music. Yeah. Great times. I was in a year at school which didn't really matter that yep. much, so we were just living a good life. Okay. Why? What about you? I'd probably say two thousand one. 2000, you were born in 2001. No, I wasn't born in 2001, which is why it was my favourite. It was before I was alive. <laughs> uh, moving on to favourite smell. This is the most important one. Uh, what is your favourite smell? I might get cancelled, but the smell of petrol. No, I'm actually with you on this. It's actually really it's good. so good. It, I don't know what it is. Unleaded, 91. Oh, Really? 94 yeah. is better, man. Oh, you got to level up. Um, <laughs> but like as a kid, when your mum or dad would be filling up the car, I'd be like, Mate, as, a, as a kid, window down, <laughs> sniffing, like, it's so good. Uh, to be fair, that's the smell of melted chocolate, though. It's also Ooh. a good smell. If you haven't melted chocolate at home, do it and just smell it. Don't even Subway has a good smell. Oh, yes. Also, the smell of, like, feet sweat. <laughs> okay. okay um, right. <laughs> what's your favorite takeaway? Thai. Give me a pad thai any day. Thai? Like, toes for you. <laughs> feet smelling weirdo. <laughs> What's your favourite takeaway? Oh, you know what? I really Indian. love... No, wow. <laughs> no, but like, is it? <laughs> no. I hate Indian food. Oh. I have it so much. Right. Um, but I grew up with it. But I think my favourite takeaway is... Oh, I think pizza. Yeah. I think pizza now is my favourite. Like a good pizza. Yeah, or like a snack pack. Mm. Kebab. Mm. Yeah. Um, what is your favourite time of the day to use the bathroom? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I've been waiting so long to hear that question. This is an in interesting one, because people are different... You yeah, know, some people. How like often the morning... would you say you use the bathroom for like a number two, in, in a day? Oh god, a lot, a lot. Yeah, same. What's yeah. your favorite time of day? I love a before bed one. A before bed one. That's good. What about you? I like the morning. Yeah, fresh start to the day. Not fresh yeah. in the toilet, but it's fresh, <laughs> fresh for me. You know. Sorry, guys, if you're listening and you don't want to hear any more poop. We're moving I on. Think... Celebrity crush. I think people would be un- be interested to know. But anyway, celebrity crush for me. Anya Taylor Joy, the one who's in the new Super Mario. Yeah. I'd say Britney Snow. Who's that? You'd recognise her. Britney from Snow. Look her up. Not Britney if you're driving, okay. but she is very nice. Britney Snow. Or yeah, Rachel oh, McAdams. Oh yes. What is she? Who? What's she? In? She's in um, Pitch Perfect and something else. Ah, oh, she is in Pitch Perfect, isn't she? That's a and terrible. Rachel movie McAdams was in Mean Girls. Okay. And right. the Val. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Last one. Yeah. Favorite car brand. Oh. We're going to divide the audience here. What car do you have now? Well, I drive a Volkswagen Golf. Is it good? It's all right. Okay. Does okay. its job. Yeah. It has Bluetooth. Why? What do you drive? A Hyundai. Oh, yeah. You're a black Hyundai. It's, ter- it's terrible. 
Mm. It, it barely goes up a hill. So, okay, so the question, if you had unlimited money in the yep. world, what car would you spend it on? I love the McLaren P1. Ooh. That's a very, very nice car. I'm going to get a photo off of it now so I can show you. Because I feel like I'm going to have a great reaction. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I don't get people who get into cars. Like, a car's a car. You reckon? As long as it gets you from A to B, Z, that is, that is a nice car. That's McLaren P1. Alex, do you agree with that? I can imagine yeah. Seth like rocking up to Eastside in that car, probably late still. Well, that's all our favourites wrapped up for today's show. Thank you so much for your company. You've been listening to Breaking Waves with Seth Jarlath and Ollie Shelbourne. Don't worry, the wonderful Alex Healy will be back behind the mic oh, next God. week. <laughs> so make sure you guys tune in. Have a great week, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Don't do drugs. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.